0: Welcome back to Practicing Human, the podcast where every day we're getting a little better at life. I'm your host, Cory Mascara. In today's episode, we're going to talk about staying present through the process of change. More to come on that in a moment. First, let's settle in together with the sound of the bells. At the time of recording this episode, there is a lot of pain in the United States. I think that pain is rippling throughout the rest of the world as well. It's shortly after the murder of George Floyd, and there are big cultural conversations happening right now, specifically around what it means to be black in America and what it means to be white in America. There are other very big and important conversations, tensions, and oppressions that are happening. But this is the one that is most prevalent right now. And the tension, the violence, and the dis-ease that is being felt across races, just within humans, has a multi-hundred-year history. And so something is being worked out right now it feels like there's a a cultural movement to bring things back into balance at least as it relates to this one particular thread of our history and as i've said it's a it's a big one and i had a very difficult time getting to the point of recording this episode I spent the whole day thinking about it and the couple hours beforehand processing uh, and made no real headway on any sort of clarity. Uh, Every time a, a thought arose in my mind of what to talk about, another thought would arise of, am I the right person to be saying this? Anytime I felt like there was something important to share, another voice in my mind said, actually, maybe this is a time for you to be silent and other voices to be heard. Anytime I thought about sharing some of my own learnings and explorations around uh, whiteness, another voice would come up and say, Dude, you are the poster child of privilege and you still have a lot to learn. I would find myself scrolling through social media. And seeing videos of the violence in different cities, the riots, the looting, and feel rage in my body. And at the same time, having deep empathy for where much of this anger and violence might be stemming from. And then at the same time, seeing peaceful protests and going, oh, that's the way to do it. And at the same time, catching myself saying, of course, that's what you think. You haven't walked in the other side's shoes. I find myself angry and frustrated when I see friends or other people who don't seem to get it in the way that I do. And then I find myself feeling insecure and defensive when I see others who seem to get it more than I do. And so... What is there to do with all of this? This is my experience. It doesn't mean that it is your experience. But chances are you're feeling something uncomfortable around this, regardless of your race. And so my invitation to you, which is also the invitation I'm making to myself, is to stay present through the process this is the process of change and growth. It just doesn't happen in any other way. Whether it's healing or just personal growth and development, it's a painful process. It requires learning about our blind spots. It requires feeling our defensiveness. It requires Staying present to that part of us that wants to default back to what we know to be comfortable and secure and familiar and remain open to other voices, other ideas, or other parts of us that go, maybe there's something more here that I don't yet know. When it comes to racial tensions in the United States, specifically black and white racial tensions... As I've said, there's a long history there. And what we've learned about generational trauma is that trauma gets passed down on the cellular level. The pains and horrors that you might have experienced through a difficult event can be seen in the nervous systems of your grandchildren and great-grandchildren. This is the science of epigenetics And then, of course, there's how those traumas or the conditions that created those traumas uh, persist through time. The mindset of slavery didn't end when slaves were, were free for the slave owners or the slaves. And so this affects, inevitably, how systems are built, how communities develop, how humans interact... Of course, you can cite example after example of connection, of love, and community, and diversity. It's there. Nobody's denying that, and nobody is saying this is what it was in the 1800s. But to deny that those systems and mindsets don't still exist to some extent in the short history since is to deeply underestimate generational trauma and overestimates a nation's dominant group's ability to completely recondition its psyche and the timeline necessary for that. That's my opinion, at least. So what I see is us going through a healing of a deep trauma, and it's painful. But if there's One thing I've seen, having worked with many people through their traumas, is that the first step is staying present for it. Not turning away, not numbing. Being with the discomfort, the confusion, the uncertainty, the anger, the fear, the sadness, the grief, the intense energy. Creating boundaries, very important. Knowing when to step out. When to rest, when to take a break, if we can. But coming back, the only way to get to the other side is through it. And that often requires walking through the fire. Remember a number of years ago, I was part of this two and a half year teacher training. There were about a hundred of us meditation teachers and we were doing work specifically around diversity and inclusion and and looking at whiteness and its role in building out the meditation and mindfulness communities as we know it. And me as, a, as an able-bodied, straight, white male, uh, it was the first time in a group that I was actually of the minority, uh, which, believe it or not, I had not experienced before. And so a, a very diverse group, having very honest and vulnerable uh, conversations around identity and its inextricable role in all of the things that we most want as humans. Connection, love, community, uh, acceptance, a sense of worthiness. I mean, you can get all into the spiritual stuff. We're all one blah 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 but the reality is you're human you have a body it has a skin tone a gender a sexual orientation that that actually means something and that can't be overlooked when we're doing this kind of work and so what i most appreciated about that group is uh, is we stayed in it we we stayed in the fire we stayed present to the discomfort and the change and the defensiveness that would come up, and the anger, the grief, the sadness, the connection, the joy, the love, all of it. There were some people that left, of course, it was it was intense, it triggered too much. It was activating. But most continued with it through, and and by the end, there was such a new appreciation and love and community and acceptance, and awareness of our blind spots. Still so much that needed to be worked through, but it was, it was held within this larger container of, of seeing. There was more awareness around things that maybe we were doing subconsciously before, and bringing all of that into awareness individually and collectively led to an evolution of sorts in each of us individually, but as a group in the way we functioned, in the way we cared for each other, in the way we loved each other. And so I just share that anecdotal experience to, one, highlight the the pain and discomfort that comes with with this kind of awakening that we're doing on the relative level around uh, identity, our bodies, but also to offer some hope of what can come on the other side of it when we stay present to that discomfort and make connection the goal rather than being right or defaulting back to a place and a perspective that just feels comfortable and familiar. Of course, you can make a bunch of arguments that that was a very different setting compared to what we're going through now. But... I like to think of it as the microcosm of the macrocosm, or at least that's the part of me that has hope. So on this day, I am unsure, I'm uncertain, I'm insecure, I'm angry, I'm confused, and I don't know what the right thing to say is. But I do know that this is the process of change, and I'm choosing to stay present to it. And as a community of practicing humans, this work and this podcast was never just about feeling good and being more positive. Being human and practicing human is deep stuff. It requires looking at our blind spots, expanding our perspectives, taking other people's needs into consideration and looking at not just what is my role in my own well-being, but what is my role in other people's well-being. If we can continue to follow that thread of inquiry, that is how our world will change, and it doesn't have to be a zero-sum game. We all become more whole when our collective community heals. So thank you for your practice. It's needed now arguably more than ever. I'll talk to you soon, and until then, take care.